When I was younger, I loved Tony Robbins. In fact, I grew up listening to Tony Robbins, and I remember he had a power talk where he said, the, the quality of my life is the quality of my communication. And since then, I've always looked at communication patterns, you know, patterns that people use in speech, things that I say, and how can I improve my communication? Well, today, I wanna share with you a massive communication improvement, but one that I actually fought at first. I'm Alex Sharfin, and this is the Momentum Podcast, made for empire builders, game changers, trailblazers, shot takers, record breakers, world makers, and creators of all kinds. Those among us who can't turn it off and don't know why anyone would want to. We challenge complacency, destroy apathy, and we are obsessed with creating momentum so we can roll over bureaucracy and make our greatest contribution. Sure, we pay attention to their rules, but only so that we can bend them break them, then rewrite them around our own will. We don't accept our destiny, we define it. We don't understand defeat because you only lose if you stop, and we don't know how. While the rest of the world strives for average and clings desperately to the status quo, we are the minority, the few, who are willing to hallucinate there could be a better future, and instead of just daydreaming of what could be, we endure the vulnerability and exposure it takes to make it real. We are the evolutionary hunters, clearly the most important people in the world, because entrepreneurs are the only source of consistent, positive human evolution, and we always will be. About 10 years ago, I met one of the most intense mentors I ever had in my entire career. His name was Howard Brinton, and he owned a company called Star Power that Katie and I actually ended up working with him, helping him promote his events. Uh, he helped us get the CDP off the ground, our, our first real estate information product. In fact, Howard was one of the people who introduced us to Remax, which became one of the most important business relationships um, we had in that entire business, but also one of the most intense personal relationships I've ever had with Dave Linegar, the, uh, the CEO of Remax. And Howard was just one of the um, greatest communicators I've ever met. People loved him. Um, they fell in love with him and they respected him like crazy. And, and you know, I, I, I don't, you know, I, I didn't have that effect on people back then. Maybe I do now. But, um, you know, I've, I've always been seen, seen as somebody who's very blunt and direct and to the point. And I often have trouble communicating. And sometimes I even make team members of mine feel bad or feel frustrated or upset. And so Howard was one of the people who coached me and who helped me through that and who, um, who helped me with a lot of communication. And what was, what's interesting is, there was one communication pattern that he wanted to help me with, and I didn't listen to him at first. So I remember one time he said, you know, I did something for him and he called me. Actually, we sold a bunch of tickets to one of his events and he called me and he's like, you know, Alex, I just want to tell you, thank you. It's so great. We weren't going to fill to capacity. We were actually going to lose money on the event. You know, you got enough people there that were actually going to be profitable. And I was like, oh, no problem, Howard. And he said, no problem. Well, I wasn't saying there was a problem. I was saying thank you. And I was like, what, what is he doing? What's going on right now? And Howard said, Alex, you know, I'm, I'm going to challenge you to not say that anymore. And I was like, what do you mean? And he said, uh, you know, nobody knows there's a problem. When you say no problem, you're actually begging the question, like, was there a problem? Is there a problem? It's just not an empowering way to say, to say you're welcome to somebody. He said, I want you to try something. I want you to start saying, it's my pleasure from now on. And I remember when he said that, like there was something about saying it's my pleasure that I just didn't like. In fact, he didn't let up. He, he went on and he shared a story. He said, Alex, I, I want to tell you something. 
you know, a few years ago, I was at a restaurant and I was watching this girl wait on tables. And, um, you know, we were, we were going to be in town for two or three days and I was watching her and she was saying not a problem or it's not a problem to people when they or no problem when they would ask for stuff. And I stopped her and I said, hey, I've got a challenge for you. If for the rest of the day, when somebody asks you for something, say, it's my pleasure instead, and I want you to tell me if your tips are any better. I'm going to come back, and I'm going to check in on you, and I want you to tell me if your tips are any better than they normally would be. And Howard was at a conference or something, and so he left the restaurant. He went to his conference. The restaurant was nearby, and Howard was absolutely the type of guy who actually went back to the restaurant. He shared this story with me, and he said he went back, and he talked to the waitress, and she told him that she had been saying, it's my pleasure all day, and it was one of the biggest days of tips that she'd ever had. And Howard said, it's because you're not telling people there's a problem anymore. And I remember when he explained all this to me, I was like, this is so hokey. And what's the difference between saying no problem and my pleasure makes me feel kind of weird because sometimes I'm saying, hey, it wasn't a problem, but it really wasn't my pleasure. And I, I just couldn't get my head around it. And I really fought against it. But then what happened was I started working with Howard more and more. Um, he, he was helping us more. And he kept hearing me say no problem. And finally, he said, like, hey, you're not listening to me on this. And so there was a day where he came in to talk to my team. And I actually flew him into town. He was an incredible public speaker. And he came in. We had a team of about 30 people. And Howard and I did an interview. In fact, um, it was one of the most intense things I've ever seen. Howard was... Um, dying. <laughs> he had bone cancer and he was having trouble like getting around. And that's why Katie and I were doing so much work with him. I was helping him with some stuff and making sure that, you know, he had what he needed to have in order. And, um, he was, he was like literally having trouble getting out of bed, but he flew down to see us. He, he, we had a window where he was feeling good. And I remember he got out of the car out in front of my office and he was having trouble getting out of the car and we got him into the office and we went back and we gathered our team around and he and I sat down and we recorded the whole thing. And the second the cameras turned on, he became the Howard that everybody knew. And we did this interview for my team and then we put it out to the real estate industry and it was just amazing. Um, for like two hours, he just crushed it. And it was, it was intense. And it was this phenomenal way that he spoke. And during that interview, he brought up the difference between no problem or you're welcome and it's my pleasure. And he told my whole team in front of me, because he knew that I wasn't doing it, that if they did this, that they would get a different response from people and they would have a different you know, outcome from people and people would feel more taken care of. And so once he did that, I had to start using my pleasure. It's my pleasure. So once we, we finished that interview, my entire team started doing it. They started doing it in customer service. They started doing it in communication with each other. And then I started doing it too. And I can't believe I fought against it because within just a few weeks of starting to use it's my pleasure instead of no problem like I normally did, I started realizing this intense difference of an effect that it had on people and how much, um, how much more it, it bought from people and how much more it got from people and how much, how much more just that simple phrase had an impact on the people around me than saying no problem. And even to this day, uh, I'll get messages from people who will say, you know, I just love dealing with you and your team. Everybody says it's my pleasure and it just makes me feel so taken care of. And they actually point out the fact that we say that. And 
It's one of those simple things. It takes hardly any change or any energy at all to shift. But if you start saying, instead of you're welcome or no problem or you got it, it's my pleasure, you'll be shocked at how quickly the world around you shifts and how just like that waitress who had the biggest day of tips, you start seeing positive fallout from this type of conversation. You start seeing the positive effect from saying, it's my pleasure. And so this might be a little tribute to Howard, but it's an important one because this simple language pattern shift has helped me a tremendous amount in coaching and leading a team and working with other people. And I know it will help you too. So don't say it's not a problem because there wasn't a problem in the first place. Say it's my pleasure and you will see people shift and you'll see the energy of the communication totally change as well. And once I started doing it, I realized there's a huge energetic difference between saying no problem, which is kind of dismissive, and it's my pleasure, which is kind of inclusive, and you'll see the same energetic shift as well. Today, I have a simple request for you. If you're listening to the podcast, do me a favor, share it with somebody, let them know about it, and hit the subscribe button so that you get notified every time we put out a new episode. Our host, Libsyn, has had some changes. We've seen our download numbers go down. You know, I often share the download numbers here. We were up to 120, 130,000 downloads a month, and we're now aiming, or we think we're gonna hit around 70 or 75,000 this month. So we've had a huge, huge shift. And so you might not be subscribed to our podcast any longer. So go ahead and subscribe. Make sure you're, you're, you're loaded up for automatic downloads. And do me a favor, help us get our listenership back up. Recommend this to somebody today. Forward this to somebody today. Make a post on Facebook and tag me in it today. Let me know if the Momentum Podcast has helped you. Let me know what the Momentum Podcast means to you. I would really, truly appreciate it.